0: Welcome, Bears fans, to another edition of Polar Bears Scat. I'm Thomas. I'm Jim. And uh, we're two Jamokes who are crying in our drinks, so you don't have to. Um, We uh, have a couple of different things today. Uh, We're going to, of course, look at the victory. Victory! Uh, And then we're going to um, uh, look at maybe a couple of coaching candidates and then finish up with Mike Glennon. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, I guess the appropriate place to start is that Bears-Seahawks game, which was a Bears game. Yeah. And the Bears won. Yeah. it was something else. I mean, it was kind of weird because it was like a... Cool backdrop to the game with all the snow and you're playing the Seahawks who are normally good but this year they're terrible and the Bears were starting Nick Foles who nobody wanted to see. Right. And you watched the game and things happened and then you kind of looked down at the end of the day and the Bears won and... How,
0: how is it that the Seahawks are so terrible with Russell Wilson? I mean it'd be one thing if like he had missed the whole season with injury or something but... I just don't get how bad
1: they are. He was out for a while because he broke his finger, and he just hasn't been very good when he's been
0: playing. I mean, and Rashard Penny was gashing us. He <laughs> what he, else is new? <laughs> 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 he he had a seven point one yard uh, per carry average in that game. The Bears' run defense all year has been horrible. I uh, mean, wow, you know, it was, it's,
1: the, the, we're going to get to this later, but the Bears are playing the Giants right and. Everybody in New York just cannot stand Saquon Barkley, but this might be a good get-right game for him because the Bears haven't stopped anybody on the ground all year. But, yeah, I mean, you know, it was a a bit of a weird game. I mean, it was fun, I guess. I mean, if you just watch the game and don't think about any of the broader context that surrounds the Bears, it was a fun win. I mean, my guy Demir Bird. Yeah, Demir Bird. Jimmy Graham caught a touchdown? I mean,
0: you know? Oh. Okay, so so shout-out to, to Lavelle, because two plays before uh, Jimmy Graham caught that touchdown, um, it, Foles gets sacked, and Lavelle shouts out, Where's Jimmy Graham? This is his whole reason for being on the team!
1: <laughs> hey, it was the Jimmy Graham revenge game. He, he was... He was exacting his revenge on the Seahawks because they gave him a bunch of money to do nothing just kind of like the Bears I mean <laughs> right. you know it, it's not like he's been a, a a top producer this year but I mean you know I, I don't have a ton to say about the game to be honest with you I mean it just was one of those bears games that you just kind of watch and next year someone's gonna say hey remember when the bears beat the Seahawks last year and I'm gonna say no. <laughs> and that's kind of that. I mean, my, so, ta- my takeaway from the game is that it just kind of sucks when the Bears are bad, you know, because right. that should have been a fun, exciting win, but it wasn't because we're eliminated and the, we don't even have a first-round pick next year, so
0: whatever. So, one of the things that did come up um, over at the bar in conversation and uh, in the media this this week was um, the, other, the other two games, you know, this one... Uh, when they scored that touchdown, everybody got pretty excited at the bar, um, and it was. Then they actually pulled off the two point conversion, which looked like it was impossible that that could have happened, but somehow did. I was actually happy that Nagy went for it. I'm uh, su- yeah, I'm su- I'm su- absolutely, I'm surprised he didn't kick.
1: but... <laughs> yeah, right. You know, the fact that he didn't, I guess, was fun. I mean, he probably knows he's going to get fired anyway, so <laughs> he might as well. But anyway, carry on. So, so. Uh,
0: we all just kind of suddenly had an attitude of, well, now we want to win. <laughs> yeah. So, defense, don't immediately come out and lay down on the field. <laughs> so, because um, that's you know that's what happened with uh, the Ravens game. That's what happened with the Steelers game. And even if we win those games, uh, we we would still be you know at or just under five hundred. But the thing is, is that just the fact. That the Bears were able to take the lead late and keep it felt like a victory in itself.
1: It, it did. And it's, you know, normally in a season like this, you're looking at draft position, right? And you're right. saying, might as well lose so that we get a better first-round pick. But the Bears don't have a first-round <laughs> pick next year. and so Again! I guess, yeah, what a plan. Oh, That's a Ryan Pace staple. But you might as well win those games, I guess. I mean, like I said, the Seahawks are terrible. They're not going anywhere either. But... I mean, like you said, I guess it's always good when you've got guys out there that are playing hard and trying to win games, especially in a season like this when you've been pretty much eliminated from contention the entire time and everyone knows the coach is going to get fired. There's a lot of teams around the league that mail it in in situations like that, but it doesn't seem like the Bears have done that, so I guess that's a feather in everyone's cap. I don't really know if there's that many guys on the team that actually are going to be on the next Bears Super Bowl winner. I mean, <laughs> assuming that's in somewhat, you know, recent. That that's, that that assuming it's not going to be like twenty seventy five when the Bears win the Super Bowl, right? Like, right. The hope is that Fields is the next Super Bowl championship winning quarterback for the Bears. I don't know how many guys are on that team, assuming it happens. But hey, it's always, well, it's always good to get
0: a win, and we're we're you know we're chuckling about that, but realistically the this group of players not a whole lot of them are actually going to be part of the team next year you know because there is a lot of journeymen there is a lot of uh you know guys who would normally be what fifth string or <laughs> you know <laughs> or less so uh, what is th- what is those core components going to be i saw suggested this week uh If you want to look at core components, you're looking at Tevin Jenkins, you're looking at Jalen Johnson, you're looking at Roquan Smith, you're looking at Justin Fields, right? I mean, those are are, uh, some core components. And really, not too, I mean, there's a few more guys maybe under that umbrella, but other than that, there's really not a whole lot. No, it's not much. And one really
1: annoying thing from that game is that you had guys like Jermaine Affetti starting ahead, (laughs) ahead of Larry Borum. Or you had Artie Burns starting ahead of Thomas Graham. Yes. What are you doing? I mean, if that isn't just another reason to fire Matt Nagy two weeks ago, I mean, the only thing that you're really playing these games for is development right now. Right. You don't need to develop Jermaine Affetti. <laughs> we know we know he's bad. We know Artie Burns is bad. Right? We, like
0: Affetti, we knew was bad before he even came to play
1: for the team. Yeah, we did. I mean, he, he's been bad his whole career. He's bad now, right? Like, you don't need to see him. Just, the only
0: thing that he's got going for him is that he's
1: big. He is big, and he is very big. apparently, he gets mad at his teammates and throws punches at them <laughs> on the field, which was awesome. But, you know, it, it's just one of those things where it's if you have a guy that could potentially have some upside. Even if he's an undrafted free agent, there's no reason to be playing a veteran ahead of that guy on this team, right? Especially a veteran on a one-year deal. So that was something that really bothered me in the game. I know Thomas Graham did get in there, and I know he actually got burned for a touchdown. Yeah, but you know he by might, he, DK Metcalf. Yeah, you shouldn't be who, pl- who was only like a foot taller than him. Yeah, you probably shouldn't be playing <laughs> Thomas Graham in press coverage with no safety help on the top of, against DK Metcalf, one of the best receivers in football. That seems like a, a flawed defensive. It, it was it was a concept t- from was, Sean Deise. It was
0: the you know it was it was one of the. The one of the themes for this year is breakdown and deep coverage, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it, we didn't even have to wait around for it this time. It was right away.
1: <laughs> yeah, but uh, but after that, Graham, I think, did play a pretty good game overall. That play he, obviously he played name,
0: okay. But... The, the only you know the, that's not the point though. It's it's what you were just saying. Get him out right? there. I mean, yeah, just get him out there. You know, we we did use a draft pick on him. Um, I read good things about him at the draft. You know, he came in, he played well in a game. Yes, we get it. It was a game. But the thing is, is that he played well enough to at least be out there. And, I mean, who else were you starting? Kendall Vildor and Artie Burns. So. I don't need to
1: see anything from Artie Burns ever again. <laughs> I, I, I don't I, I don't need to see anything from him. I've had my fill of Artie Burns. He's a guy playing in a Bears uniform. And, you know, you need guys on a bad football team. But if you have somebody that might actually be a piece, right, whether that's even a backup cornerback, get him out on the
0: field so you can get him some relevant it's experience. Ex- it's like uh, it's like Jordan Lucas. And I know right now you're going, who? <laughs> he was that safety that we picked up, not this year, but the year before that and the last two years he's been out of football. So. Yeah,
1: I mean, like, so... That's annoying, right? Like, I understand maybe the veteran out there gives you a marginally better chance to win the game, but what's the line of the podcast? Oh, man. I don't, <laughs> don't care. care. Right? <laughs> yes. Like, nobody cares if you win the game. We don't care. Get your young players out there and get them the experience that can tell you whether or not they're good or bad, right? Like, that can inform your roster development going into next year. Sure.
0: It's just frustrating. And, you know, um, hopefully those young guys develop a chemistry, right? A real... A core chemistry where they're looking at each other and like, okay, I've got some time playing next to this guy now. I'm starting to understand how he does things. I'm going to let him know how I do things. And that way we'll be able to play more off of each other. That was one of the things that Amos and Jackson had. Yeah. It, I mean, they really had a, a great chemistry back there. Uh, unfortunately, we had to figure out the hard way that <laughs> that, that was a key component in Jackson's play. But, um, you know, at least, hey, Jackson had a tackle the other day. Did you see that? <laughs> I, you know, hey, man. You,
1: you'll, you'll take your Ws, we you can get them right. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly.
0: So, um, uh, so let's, uh, let's, you want to talk a little bit about the coaching candidates? Well, before
1: that, because I know we were kind of like, you know, just talking about this briefly before the podcast started, but I I know you and I both think Matt Nagy's fired. That seems to be the consensus. Yes. Do you think there's any way he keeps his job if they win against the Giants and if
0: they win against the Vikings? I would give it 20%. That high? Yeah, I would go that high because Nagy, uh, uh, Pace likes Nagy. Mm-hmm. It's his guy, I mean, right? Matt Nagy seems like a really likable guy. He does seem like he, a likable guy. He seems like guy. a really nice guy. So. He seems like a player's uh, coach. Yeah, and I think the players like him too, right? So, But that's where um, part of what the criticism I have with Nagy is, is why has there been so many incidents of of pure, undisciplined play? Yeah, that that's then really surprising to me
1: too because the players seem to like him he seems like a guy that would be able to get guys to buy in this year especially there's been a ton of really really dumb penalties
0: i mean a lot a gr- a gross amount and a- 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 an amount that cannot be tolerated by a winning organization well and this goes back to last year too when
1: you had javon Wims punch a guy and get suspended right. for three games no consequences.
0: After and, after Wims and the rest of the receiving core were told specifically, don't let this guy get under your skin. Yeah.
1: You have a guy that's got a reputation for getting under players' skin, <laughs> and you spend time and you say, don't let him antagonize you, and then you do it and you get kicked out and suspended, and then again in the same season later, you had Anthony Miller getting kicked out of a playoff game because he punched the same guy.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, I mean, I so mean, there's that's... No, that's the stuff, and I think I think if you dug, the, dug deep, I, I think that there's more. Um, yeah. You know, it, at least with this year, we must be among the league leaders in personal fouls, unsportsmanlike conduct. Uh, you know, uh, 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 those kind of plays that are preventable. Well, and, and even off the field too. I right? penalties Bears, that are
1: preventable. The Bears have to also lead the league in players mouthing off on social media. Oh man! Like it was like week two or something when Jimmy Graham, like the oldest guy (laughs) on the team, is out there complaining on Twitter, and you don't cut him. I mean, like if if ever there was a guy to make an example of, right? Like you have a really high, a highly paid player that doesn't produce at all, and you know what? You send the message that hey, this guy's making more money than any of you. He's being an idiot on the internet. Get him out of here. He doesn't do anything anyway. Yeah. I
0: know he caught a touchdown on Sunday, but once again, I don't (laughs) Don't care, care, right? Like He, he, well, (laughs) and you know, last year, I mean, really that was, last year he had a, you know, mediocre year, um, but people justified uh, keeping him because he had, what, five touchdowns? Yeah. Yeah, so, but it's like. I think it was like seven, wasn't it? Maybe it was seven touchdowns. But I mean it was like with the amount of money he made it turned out it was like eight hundred thousand dollars per touchdown. I mean, you know, that's just crazy, right? The simple fact of the matter is is that um when it, it goes back to what you're saying. Shut your trap. Go play, you know, especially if you are not one of the one of the, really the faces of the team. We we need some cohesiveness and if we don't have that cohesiveness, who are you looking at? I
1: mean, you're a face of the team in the wrong for the wrong reason, right? Like right. Every single week, a Bears fan makes a joke about Jimmy Graham at the bar. I mean, that's <laughs> just like... He's just such an easy target, uh, a, a classic, horrible Bears contract.
0: So, you know, that, and, and that does. That, that brings up a, a serious question, especially because um, I think most people had a good vibe about Sean Desai. Um, it seemed like most fans were like, "Wow, that's really cool that this guy is uh, getting a shot." But you know, where is his um, where is his work in this in in this lack of discipline? Is it is it him? Is it Nagy? Is it both of them? If it is both of them, what percentage is it? Because the thing is, is that y- y- you can't ignore how bad it's been this year.
1: Y- you can't and. So that brings me back to my original point, right? So if I'm naggy and I had to make an argument for why I should keep my job, right? And this assumes that the Bears win Sunday against the Giants, which I think they will because they're playing Mike Lennon. And <laughs> so, right, like, so if I'm naggy and I'm talking to George McCaskey, and I'm not saying that I agree with any of this, but the McCaskies are incompetent. They do dumb things. So if I'm presenting my case to them, I'm saying... Hey, my first three years, we made the playoffs twice. We never had a losing season. This year, we won six or seven games, but you made me start Justin Fields, who clearly, you know, didn't produce. I think I should keep my job, especially because towards the end of the year, when bad teams typically mail it in, our team showed up and won three of the last four, or whatever the case might be. I mean, that's the same thing that kept his job last year after the six-game losing streak. I mean, right. I would have fired Matt Nagy after last year yeah. because... A six-game losing streak in the NFL with that roster is just not acceptable. No, right? It's not. It, it really
0: isn't acceptable to any team. No, it shouldn't be. And this year, the roster is way. This worse. isn't college. Worse last year, you right. know, you don't you don't get the passes. I mean, look at Urban Meyer. He didn't even get a whole year. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's like, I mean, physically he, assaulting players. <laughs> he, he he was a total he was a total dipshit, right? Yeah. But I'm just saying. Still, it was a high profile hire, yep. right? There was a lot made of it. oh um you're going to see Urban Meyer, he's going to get the team, and he's going to get his guy and Trevor Lawrence, and then the two of them are going to remake this remake this team, lead it to a different place, and well, I guess he did lead it to a different place and, but i mean and, but that's
1: like that's actually a pretty good comparison, right, because they had just drafted their quarterback and they realized, hey, we hired the wrong guy. We still believe in the quarterback. We cannot waste any more time with this. That's yes. exactly how I feel about Fields, right? Because I have seen absolutely nothing to suggest that Matt Nagy is the guy to develop Justin Fields. Absolutely. And if that's the case, you can't waste any more time than you have already have. You've already wasted his first year, right? Yep. Because I think it's pretty safe to say... Even if Fields does play in these last two games, you're going into the offseason with kind of an incomplete grade on him, right? Like you definitely just, you just can't be confident in the fact that he's gonna be good or bad, right? I mean and and, and so the He's fact, had flashes. Yeah, he has. But he's also had a lot of bad moments too. So if you've already wasted that first year, you can't waste a second year. I, I hope the McCaskies understand that. Because ultimately it's not my opinion that matters, it's not yours, it's not any Bears fan, right? Like, the only opinion that matters is George McCaskey and Ted Phillips and potentially Ryan Pace if he's still the general manager. And that's a terrifying thought because that's a group that's repeatedly made the wrong decision. But I really hope that whatever's happening on the field against the Seahawks and and, and during these last two games has... Absolutely no bearing on that decision, right? Like, right. You, you hope he's gone. I've seen enough to know that he's not the guy.
0: And see, and, and so you know, we've, we've just come up with like five different separate, different reasons, right? But uh, one of the things that uh, that I've said is, uh, you know, uh, Nagy had five different quarterbacks that he worked with, right? Uh, and and each one, each quarterback has their their own uh, own style. Uh, own physical traits, uh, own uh, football knowledge. Uh, for as much as for as much as uh, Trubisky got bashed, which did he deserve to be the number two overall pick? Obviously not. That wasn't his decision. Yeah, he didn't though. draft himself. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I, everything I read about that kid said he was a hard worker. He showed up before everybody. He left after, but everybody. The his teammates did like him. They said that he was a really humble guy. That wasn't some kind of put on. He was actually like that, you know. So uh, I, I, to me, attitude means a lot, right? right. And, and no, he's he's not going to be a barn burner. We're not going to see him probably starting in the Super Bowl sometime. But uh, but the thing is, is that when you read that, you're like, I, I hope that kid got at least. All of the things that would make him successful. And it seemed like he put in the things that would make him successful, but the things that he needed that he had no control over that surrounded him didn't seem to be there.
1: Yeah, I mean, we just haven't seen the Matt Nagy offense work, right? I mean, you like you said, five... And he was probably the most successful with it. Yeah, like you said, right? Like the fi- We've had five quarterbacks. None of them have played up to the the expectations that I think Bears fans had for them, I mean, they've all
0: underachieved, right? I mean, so it, it, it's You it, can, bar- you it's can barely put them at, at, you know, just average, most of them. You know, uh, the, then you have guys like Glennon who are that guy, you wonder how he's still in the NFL. But uh, Yeah, not only is it in the NFL, baby, he is starting <laughs> this week, I think.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, both, both the Bears and the Giants are playing coy about who starts at quarterback, which, by the way, for the Bears, I mean, what's the point, right? <laughs> like, just say who started. There's absolutely nothing. This is honestly probably the most
0: meaningless regular season football game that I can ever remember. And I will admit something. I did want Jake Fromm. I, I thought Jake <sighs> Fromm, I did. I thought he was worth a fifth-round pick. I was like, because I looked at his numbers at Georgia. He, he played in a really tough program. He did well. Did not, I didn't ever think that he was worth a top pick. But I thought if we could draft him way down there, it's worth a flyer, right? But man, uh, wow, did he look absolutely awful. He made Glennon look good. I mean, it's
1: also the Giants, right? I mean, every single thing we say about the Bears, you could just copy and paste it over and it's also applicable to the Giants. Just dumb family ownership that just doesn't know what they're doing. Incompetent coaching and executive-level decision-making. It, it, these are two of the five worst organizations in the NFL that are playing on Sunday, right? Yeah. And, and and oldest. And and like I said, right, the Giants have the Bears pick next year, so regardless of who wins and loses, the Giants are going to benefit in the draft one way or the other, right? So just not really a meaningful game. I, it makes absolutely no sense to me why, if you're Matt Nagy, why you'd be... You know, trying to play games with who's going to be the starting quarterback. Right. Who cares, man? He's still
0: in that mode that he's had since, you know, near the beginning of the season where it was this, oh, win now. You know, I'm not going to worry about developing anybody. I am going to stick. Uh, you know my my veterans who haven't done anything out there because maybe they can give us a small tiny percentage chance more of winning and it was like no they 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 still suck just as much as they did before. Well, and he's gonna say right. I mean,
1: if he does get fired in his next job interview, he's gonna say, "In my four years with the Bears, you know, my winning percentage was above five hundred. That's with Mitch Trubisky and Chase yep. Daniel and Nick Foles and." Justin Fields, right? So he is incentivized to win this game because it's going to make his numbers look better. And, you know, sometimes you wonder how much people actually think about the actual games that went into that winning percentage, right? I mean, a lot of times it just kind of comes down to what's on the page when you're talking about. Analyzing a, a head coaching performance over over multiple years, so Nagy obviously wants to win. I'm sure the players want to win, the Bears want to win, but and right. for anybody that's actually watching, it's a completely meaningless game.
0: Yeah, and you know, um, I actually uh, I can't recall which one of the players was talking uh, after the uh, after the win uh, against the Seahawks the other night, but um, you know, he was just saying that. Um, you know, they, they are, they were going to really, uh, oh, well, uh, Komet was saying that, you know, he wanted to go and enjoy the wind before he had to get started. Um, uh, Cole, he, he actually showed up. Um, he, it, I think he's definitely improved from last year, but is, he is still not shown the draft value that we need to see out of that guy. So, Hopefully, in, in, in this off season, he'll make a uh, an, another another little jump. But uh, the, one of the players was saying, you know, while this might not have uh, a, a, an impact on the NFL, this this win, it's still important to us as the players, I right? It. We still want to go out there and perform our best and win, and uh, you know. I got I, I hope. I hope Bird had a great night that night because he made a hell of a catch. <laughs> he gonna really be the did. Best catch of his career, maybe, right? And you know, it, it, for some of those guys, though, that's that's all they'll ever get, right? Is is that one little opportunity? And so, I, you know, I, don't, I, don't, I certainly don't want to bash them f- for that, right? We want we, we want to see that, but we, we want we have to see. Consistency out of players that are going to be involved in the organization for more than one season. Yeah, I mean, to your point, right? Like when you're talking about NFL
1: players, you're you're talking about a game where every single snap could be your last. Right. And the average career is whatever it is now—three three years, years, four years—and when you're on a team that's as bad as the Bears are, you've got a lot of guys that are clinging to. The NFL roster right like they're they're looking at it week to week and these guys are working 90 hours a week for these games right they want to win for the most part they want to go out there and win that week even if they're one in 16 right like that's that's just how you have to operate in that profession because most of the guys that are on the Bears right now probably won't be on the Bears next year yeah they're trying to audition for the other 31 NFL teams so they're going to go out there and put their best foot forward because they're professionals and they want to get their next contract. And for a lot of these guys, it's going to be another one-year contract. And, that's... and, and Or it's back to the practice squad. Yeah, so you never like to disparage guys that are out there and they're working that hard and they're doing their best to, to win a game. But the fact is, when you're a fan, you're more interested in the long-term view of the team because... Fans want to see their teams make the playoffs and go to Super Bowls, right? Like, you hope for the best for all of the players that are out there busting their ass every week. But, you know, it's just not meaningful to to us whether or not the Bears
0: beat the Seahawks or the Giants or the Vikings. It just doesn't matter. You want to see the players you have a vested interest in, right? You know, you want to see number one. Yep. Everybody wants to see number one. You know, the, it, it, some of the shine has obviously probably gone away from our shiny gold star. But, you know, the thing is, is that, that it's still, even though it, it, his the hype around him has, has died down a bit, we're still looking. You know, we're still wondering. We're still wanting to see him out on the field. I, now, i got to admit, for these last two games, I'm not real excited about putting him out there because... I don't really want to take that chance at this point in the season and him getting some kind of bad injury. And the Giants but, have a good defense. Yeah. You know, and I, I don't want to see him get clobbered anymore. Um, you know, we if you if you sit him for the rest of the season, uh, that way you don't have to worry about him going into the off season hurt where he has to do rehab and all that stuff, right? Yep. But But at the same time, you do want to see your best players play. And that was, you know, that takes us back to week one, right? That takes us back to the to the Dalton-Fields controversy in week one. And it's like, why are we revisiting that? Well, because that's the way it went. And right now, it looks like even a dumber move than it was then.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's defined the entire season for it me. It really did. I mean, I think that that was so mismanaged. And like you said, right? you don't want to see Fields get hurt. And honestly, there's probably a legitimate discussion to be had, right? Is it better for him to go out there and play two more games for Matt Nagy? Or is it better for him to just sit there and wait for Nagy to get fired and then we'll bring in the next guy? I don't know the answer to that. I don't know that anybody will ever be able to know the answer to that. But I think as a fan, you want to see him out there, right? Because Mm -hmm. that's the most important player in the franchise. That's why for 16 weeks now, we've been complaining about the approach to having Andy Dalton get all of the reps in preseason and in minicamp and then go into the season as the starter like if the offense had been tailored to fields from day 1 would things look different maybe maybe not there's no way to know but it just feels like it was such a waste of time and that's why why I'm not selling stock on Justin Fields yet yeah. right and I know sometimes it can sound like you know I or other people are making excuses for Fields, right? But when you just look at how this I year, is, yeah, when, when you when you look at how this year has gone with the whole Andy Dalton thing, and then when he actually gets in there, you have just incompetent coaching and incompetent game plans in Cleveland and in Tampa Bay, and not to mention no personnel. offensive line, no receivers. I, I, he he is disappoint he is disappointed, um, but. I want to see it with a better coaching staff and with hopefully better players around him before I actually start to get discouraged, right? Like, right. And, you, you know... I, I think that's the
0: general consensus. I
1: think so, too. And, I mean, if you think back to 2017 when Mitch was in his rookie year, actually, I remember a lot of people being pretty darn encouraged about him because mm-hmm. he was making plays and he was dealing with, once again, incompetent offensive Game plans and terrible coaches and yeah. terrible personnel. So, you oh,
0: know, that was um, that was uh, that was when Nagy guy. was doing uh, no, was giving him part of the. No, this was John Fox. Oh, that right, that's right. It was Fox, but it was it was the we're giving him part of the playbook. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so like I don't know, man. So like
1: it, if you're gonna sell stock on Fields, you gotta also sell stock on Trevor Lawrence and uh, Zach Wilson because they're also dealing with terrible situations. So. And I'm terrible sure. play. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I hope that next Trevor year, Lawrence has been awful. Terrible. Yeah, and once again, right, I mean, uh, this isn't a Jaguars podcast, but you're dealing with Urban Meyer and you're dealing with <laughs> yeah. Daryl Bevel and their their <laughs> offensive game plans have been as bad as the Bears and they have not much around him as well. So, you know, it, it's going to be interesting because going into, the, into year two, you hope that they hire a coach that is going to prioritize Fields' development from day one and put him in his best position to succeed. And you hope that whoever is deve- or whoever's building out the roster can get more competent players around him. So we'll see, but I'm, I'm not ready to give up on Fields yet at all. I, I, I think, like I said, it's an incomplete grade. I'm not necessarily encouraged, but I'm not discouraged either. It's just kind of a nothing, which really is annoying because it's just a wasted year, but it's here we are.
0: Yeah, and uh, in that same vein, uh, you know, for the 2020 season, uh, that's why we brought in Foles in the first place. Nick Foles had the worst contract in the NFL, the single worst contract in the NFL. We not only decide to... Uh, take on a huge chunk of that ginormous contract Uh, but we also give them a fourth round pick why because the entire coaching staff had already worked with the guy Laser, DeFilippo, Nagy they all had relationships with Foles right because I mean we could uh, there's many fans just like me who are like why don't we just go get Dalton, he's going to be available because there's no way the Bengals are going to pay him seventeen million dollars. Yep. And but no, they go immediately before anybody <laughs> go get and go get Foles like he's like the
1: red hot ticket. Well, here's another annoying thing, and this week because of the way Foles played, and he played pretty well. People are like, well, this just shows that they should never have signed Dalton, and they should have just gone with Nick Foles. And I think people forget. The reason we have Justin Fields right now is pure luck, right? <laughs> like, if Denver or if Carolina or if the Giants or whoever else passed on Justin Fields had taken him, the Bears never would have been in a position at number 11 to trade up and draft Justin Fields, right? right. Like, the plan going into the year was Andy Dalton is the starter, Nick Foles on the roster, and some later round pick serving as kind of the developmental quarterback, whether that be Kellen Mond or whoever else, right? right. Like that was the Davis plan. Davis Mills. Davis Memphis. I liked Davis Mills. That was the plan, right? They lucked into Justin Fields. And I think the fact that the plan was Andy Dalton slash Nick Foles should be enough to get Ryan Pace fired, right? Because, <laughs> let me tell you something, I've heard some bad plans in my life. That's a bad plan. <laughs> Talk about two guys that have absolutely no ability to lead a team to anything past maybe a first-round playoff exit, right? So, terrible plan, but the... the the, the consensus on Bears Twitter that was like, "Well, this is just shows that Pace mismanaged the quarterback situation." I'm like, "Yes, he did, but he didn't mismanage it because he signed Dahl- He Mismanaged <laughs> it years ago, right? By drafting Trubisky and then trading for Foles. It's
0: just a, it's a mess, right? Yeah, so, yeah. He he didn't need this one on no, top of it. This is just this is just the... <laughs> not to mention Glennon, right? Yeah. He gave he gave Mike Glennon 18 million dollars. <laughs> so, yeah, man. like... <laughs> Anyway, so so and you know and, and and you know some of those teams that you just mentioned, uh, Carolina in particular. Look at where Carolina is now. You know they they they're trying to decide between Darnold, who is just as awful as he was with the Jets, yeah. or, or Cam Newton, who's been practically beat to death on the field, so he plays like he's ready to be on a stretcher.
1: Yeah, or Denver, right? Who has a Super Bowl defense with absolutely nothing at quarterback absolutely right? nothing at quarterback so anyway so I think we've beaten up Ryan Pace more than enough I still want him no we hire. haven't eh, I, mean, <laughs> I guess there probably isn't enough but uh, we wanted to talk about potential coaches and I know you wanted to talk about Leslie Frazier okay so
0: the reason I'm going to address Leslie Frazier today is because uh the Tribune came out with a a piece on him um, and uh, about how he might be a key component uh, to the Bears, uh, I happen to disagree with that. So I wanted to go. We actually talked about Frazier uh, earlier this season, and uh, you know we both were the general agreement. No, uh, you know Frazier seems like he's a really good defensive coordinator, but not uh, not a good head coach. Um, his time here in Minnesota was not very good. Uh, I reflected on that and. Uh, today I thought to myself, you know what, I should go look at the numbers. The numbers don't lie, the numbers stay the same. And I was looking at his numbers of when he was with uh, Minnesota. That was 2010, 11, 12, and 13. And all of the objectives that we would be normally looking at with our team, he didn't accomplish any of them. Uh, I mean, in uh, in offensive points, uh, he did, two seasons, he did make it to number, his squad made it to number 14 in points. That's under Bill Musgrave and Kevin Stefanski were, were his primary guys for his offense. And so this is with Adrian Peterson, right? This is with Adrian Peterson. This is with uh, Percy Harvin. Uh, Greg Jennings was the leading receiver one year. Who's the quarterback Christian uh, um, Ponder? Yeah, Christian Ponder and... Um, uh, Matt Castle were, were were two of your were two of the quarterbacks now it, you, know, you can't put that on the head coach uh, cuz he's not the... but at the same time the the head coach has to take some of the blame or credit for whoever's playing behind center. That's just that's the job, you know. You, you, that, that's the same with that's the same with what we were just talking about with Nagy. So you know he, he, that's that's who he had available to him. His point differentials over those four years: minus sixty-seven, minus one hundred nine. 31, that was the year that they actually won 10 games and went to the playoffs. And minus 89 for a total over four seasons of minus 234. There's nothing winning there. Uh, he had uh, single-digit wins, three of the four seasons that he was there. Uh, he had an overall record of 24 and 39. Um, his And, of course, I had to immediately go check this out. What is his record against the Packers? One seven and one. Okay, so one win. Oh, and that includes also a playoff loss to the Packers. Well, if you remember it. that one win that so, actually got the Bears eliminated from the playoffs? That's right. <laughs> that is exactly that win. So, but uh, what I'm saying, and uh, you know, I looked at the point differential between those teams: one seventy nine to two eighty eight right? I mean, one of the things that I will always remember Lovey Smith for is him stepping to the podium on day one and saying, my goal, our goal as a team is to beat the Packers, right? I just about jumped out of my chair when I saw somebody saying that. So, And I I still believe that is the Bears' true focus. If they beat the Packers, they will go to the Super Bowl. I 100% believe that. But this is not... The resume of somebody that's going to do that for us, this guy is going to be 63 uh, by the time the next season starts his his defenses known. His defenses stout. but this this is not this is not what we look for in a head coach. It's not and you know surprisingly enough, his defenses were ranked uh 32, 16, and 31. Uh, overall they were ranked 29, 19, and 24. So his defenses when he was with Minnesota was were not that great. His offenses middle of the pack at best. So this is you know, this is what we would be looking at. And when you if you do look at that those versions of the Vikings they're not that dissimilar from what the Bears are right now. So I think that's giving you a pretty good snapshot.
1: Yeah, I mean, my thing with Leslie Frazier is that it just doesn't check any of the boxes that the Bears should be looking for. Right. Right? I mean, you just drafted a quarterback that you're hoping is going to be your leader for the next 15 years. You need someone to develop him. That's not going to be Leslie Frazier. It's not. You, you 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 want somebody that has had experience developing a quarterback. That's not Leslie Frazier. You want somebody that has some experience winning around the league. That doesn't seem to be him either, right? Like, right. It, it, it just wouldn't be an inspiring hire to me. I mean, I don't know how you go down and,
0: sit and at yes. The po- you know what? Just to squeeze in real quick, the inspiring part. It matters. Yeah, it does. We're the fans. We pay. Yeah. You know, it's like, I remember when I was a kid and I'd refer to the Bears as, as my team. And, oh, really? Are you on the team? It's like, you know what? It is my team because I pay for it. I pay for the memorabilia. I pay for the tickets. I pay for the TV revenue. I pay for everything for that team. I waste all my Sundays during the,
1: exactly. the back half of the year watching these guys. It right? Exactly.
0: Like, it is. It's our team. And the and the simple fact of the matter is, is, yes, the Bears, out of any organization, except for maybe the Browns or the Lions, need some serious inspiration. Well, think about going into this year before the draft. After the Bears
1: had signed Dalton, the amount of... Apathy that the fan base was showing when everyone thought it was going to be Andy Dalton. It was just sad. It was just like nobody was interested. Nobody wanted to talk about the Bears. Nobody was excited to go into the year, right? That's kind of what the Leslie Frazier hire (laughs) would feel like. Whether that's fair or not, I honestly don't know a ton about him. I didn't pay super close attention to the Vikings when he was the coach here. I haven't followed his career as a defensive coordinator super closely. I don't know a ton about him. Some of the criticism may not even be that fair. But just hiring a 63-year-old defensive coordinator as the head coach of this team right now, is that really the direction that you're trying to go? It just would make no sense to me. And I'm not even saying that I want to hire a super young, offensive-minded you know, genius guy that's going to come in and his magic play calling is going to unlock Justin Fields. Like, I don't necessarily want that either. Like I think Leslie Frazier's a good leader. Everything I've ever read about him, his players love him and they buy in. Yes. I think those are some of the traits that you need, but I, I just doesn't, I, it doesn't strike me as a, as a creative hire. It doesn't strike me as a inspired hire. There's just not a ton that I would really be that interested in, honestly. And Also, I mean, the fact, I mean, he's going to be what, 63 going into next year. I mean, how long does he want to coach for? I mean, is he a guy that wants to coach until he's in his seventies? Maybe he is. I mean, Pete Carroll is in his seventies and I think everybody would agree. Pete Carroll has been a pretty darn successful head coach for the Seahawks. So age isn't necessarily a limiting factor, but I don't know. It's just not anything that would get me excited. I don't really think anybody would be excited about it. And
0: I mean, if you're looking at Pete Carroll, um, Actually, Seahawks fans were absolutely juiced when Pete Carroll came there, you know. And uh, they, uh, Carroll makes the hard decision about um, about Russell Wilson, and you know there was a lot of critics of that. There were there were a lot of critics there saying, you know, what the what is what is he doing? It but as soon as that guy started playing. People caught on real quick, right? Did you see the Matt Flynn tweets from this weekend? No. Matt Flynn
1: won Twitter. This was So, I don't even, he, he tweeted out something about some game. I don't even remember what the original tweet was from. And somebody responded and was like, hey, do you remember when the Seahawks gave you all that money and you just completely sucked? And he just responds and he goes, hell yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, sorry to, sorry to. to to, to derail the conversation, but Matt Flynn just won Twitter over the weekend anyway, though. But yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, Pete Carroll, right? I mean, that's the kind of thing that you talk about when you're talking about football culture, right? Like, the guy that wins the job should be the starter, right? I mean, that's not what happened this year with the Bears, clearly. I mean, they were predetermined on a path, and they just weren't going to deviate from it. I'm not saying the Bears should hire Pete Carroll because no, I think but, that's but, not the point. Yeah, exactly. So
0: you know, again, going going back to Frazier, and this isn't this isn't about bashing Frazier. You know, he was a great cornerback for the for the Bears, uh, and uh, he he was an important part of that squad. Uh, he he I, I've paid attention a little bit to his career. Uh, well, right now he's the defense coordinator for the Bills, and yeah. they do have a really good defense, right? But um, it's it statistically not not just in real games, but statistically too. But he's not what you said. He's not going to bring that fire that the fan base needs. And I don't I don't believe it's going to happen on the football field either. I think he is. A, um, I had the comment to me. Lavelle said to me today. He said, uh, "You know, you need a great leader of men, though." And he does seem like a great leader yeah. of men. But I countered with so was lovey lovey smith was a great leader for the bears mm-hmm. there's no doubt in my mind about that the only problem with lovey was he was never able to find a, a offensive coordinator that you know could run the offense for him and that was a big problem uh, you know so that's that's why he didn't last uh, but i mean as far as being a likable uh, inspiring guy he definitely did that but you know where does that put you it puts you back right where we were again, and there has to be some serious change. I think the reason that right now that pace uh, is still in the driver's seat to keep his job is simply because he drafted Justin Fields, and it was something that it was a big change. Yep. It was something out of the norm. It was the three dollar bill. It was it was something where they went okay, this is not what anybody's expecting us to do. Let's do it. Let's go get a a quarterback who's dynamic, who uh, is going to go out there and make some really exciting plays, which he has shown, right? but you got it now you got it you, you've got that guy you've got to do something about it Matt Nagy is obviously not the guy that's been pretty uh blatant from the very beginning and you've got to have a guy to to make that happen yep absolutely i mean
1: and it's weird right i mean we talked about this a couple of weeks ago there's not really like a hot coaching candidate out there right like most years, you kind of know, like, these are the guys that are going to get jobs. Well, this, there's a there's a few. This year, though, like, everybody's got red flags, right? Like, it's, it's a varying degree of what the red flags are, and I think you know who's probably going to get hired, but there's every single guy. There's something that kind of is sitting in the back of your mind. But, right. Yeah, I mean.
0: Well, like we were talking about um, Leftwich, and mm-hmm. uh, we both seem to like Leftwich. I certainly do. Uh, you seem to like him. In, in general, uh He's going to get a job. Yeah. He's going to get a head coaching position. There's enough available and he's done well for himself. Does he have that experience that is necessary for him to make that jump from where he is at OC uh to head coach? I mean, he he's OC for what? 2 seasons. Yep. So, I mean, that's a big big jump. How is that going to how how is that going to play out for him? Uh we just watched it Play out terribly with our head coach uh, because Nagy did the same thing and he was not good. So you know we're going to have to see how he how he learns. But that is, like you said that that is one of those things that has your has your mind uh, uh, steaming a little bit about. What is going to happen, you know, because he doesn't have those things. And then, yeah, one of the guys I like is Dayball, right? And we went and looked at all the guys he's worked with. Holy smokes. Mm -hmm. He's worked with just about every uh, genius football mind of the past decade. Yeah. Right. But does that automatically transfer into him and to what he's going to do in the NFL? No. And I mean, people in Buffalo
1: earlier this year were calling for him to be fired. Yeah. that He's right of the ship. The Bills are playing better. But that offense was broken earlier this year. I mean, he's going to be a guy that gets a job. But we'll see. I mean, he's one of the more interesting ones because he has helped develop Josh Allen, right? I mean, Allen's a guy that... Struggled his rookie year a little bit, and then took a huge leap and is now awesome, right? I
0: mean, but and uh, he he makes use of Allen's run, uh, running ability, yeah. which we want to we want to see more develop. Um, uh, you know, Allen is definitely more pocket passer, but his legs will kill you too. If yeah. you if you if you crowd in the line, he can kill you with his legs. Yeah, I mean, there's other guys too. I mean, everyone's. Uh, Excited about the Cowboys'
1: offense coordinator, Kellen Moore. I mean, he seems like a really good coach, but one concern I have with him is like, who has he worked under? Right? He's worked under Jason Garrett and Oof. Mike McCarthy. Yeah. Two terrible coaches, right? I mean, Mike McCarthy is going to cost the Cowboys a Super Bowl this year. I, I am, I, yeah. I, I, firmly believe that. So, I mean, you got all these guys that have either failed at a previous job or have concerns about their performance this year or, you know, have have a lack of experience like Leftwich, right? I mean, when did Byron Leftwich become a, a hot coaching candidate, right? It's when Tom Brady got there. Right. How do you delineate between Leftwich and Brady? I don't have the answer to that. I certainly don't trust George McCaskey and Ted Phillips to <laughs> be able to parse that out in an interview, right? So, you know, and unfortunately with the Bears and with this regime of decision-makers, it just seems like they make the wrong decision, right? I mean, hey, we could have hired Bruce Arians, who did the Bears hire instead? Mark Trestman,
0: right? So, you know. Well, not only that, um, you know, they they let that information out that they were going to hire him uh, the day before, and he was like, Wait a second! I didn't tell you
1: guys that. Well, and, and the Bears, so <laughs> the Bears had a Rod Marinelli who was the defensive yeah, coordinator. Yeah, Marinelli. The Bears, and Marinelli said that they should hire Arians, and they chose to hire Trestman instead. And Marinelli just resigned. He's just like, "Oh my gosh, I'm not going to be a part of this." Right. So it's a franchise that has a track record of making the worst possible decision at any given time. Right. right. So. I don't know. I mean, it's going to be interesting. I mean, worst case scenario to me is they keep Nagy. I still honestly don't even think that's off the table. I think at twenty percent chance is probably about right. Yeah, because this organization does stupid shit. Mm-hmm. But you know, so that's worst case scenario. If that doesn't happen,
0: you know, I mean, let's give him, let's give him one good old try. Yeah, they
1: won, they won their last three, right? I mean, so I don't know. I mean, it's. It's a, uh, it's a bad situation. I don't
0: think he would even have to win the next two. I think if he won one of the next two, um, it would be a bonus. But I, I think the decision that they're looking at making with him has, is probably mostly made already. I would hope so. And I think that um, a lot of that decision really was made when the whole snafu happened with uh, with you know uh the story that came out that he was going to get fired the next day um and then uh the organization having to so- suddenly uh you know come out publicly and say hey that's not the case i i think that whole snafu uh right there screamed volumes about what was going on behind the scenes and they they tried to make it look like Yeah, don't look behind the curtain. Um, Everything is okay if you look out front. And nothing is okay when you look out front. (laughs) (laughs) But but as far as what they believe, it's like you were saying. Those three guys are really still the the key components, the the decision makers in what's going to happen. And I don't think any of those three guys is changing. And that means that, do they decide as a group that they want Pace to go get a new guy or do they want to uh, have Pace uh stand behind Nagy? Oh, he's my guy. He's been my guy. I brought him in. We're not he he didn't get the opportunity this year that we believe that he was that he should and we want him to continue working with Justin Fields.
1: You hope not. I mean, like you said, I hope the decision's already made, right? I mean, whatever happens on the field against the Giants and against the Vikings should have absolutely no bearing on the overall organization or direction, Agreed. right? I mean, they're two meaningless games. They should be treated as such. <laughs> Ho- hopefully they play hard. Hopefully they, you know, if Fields plays, you see a little something from him. But in terms of who the next head coach is going to be, There should be absolutely no impact on that decision, right? Because this is, you know, it's two terrible teams on Sunday, two terrible teams the following Sunday, and then the season's over, right? So it's going to be interesting. I hope that the decision's already made up, and just for whatever reason, the reason that they haven't fired Nagy is just because they want to continue with the tradition of not hiring a coach in season, which, once again...
0: I don't care. I don't care. It's, right? It, that one is like the biggest. I don't care. That's a like who who even made that a thing? You been, know what I mean? It's Well, and
1: my favorite part of that and I I someone said this, and I can't remember who it was, but like for like 50 years the head coach was George Halas, who also owned the team, <laughs> right? So he wasn't going to fire himself, but whatever. I I it's it's gonna be interesting. It's, this this that's good. This it's good. This, I like that. This seventeenth week is also throwing me off. I'm like, oh right. It's supposed to be New Year's Eve, and then it's supposed to be the last game of the year. Yeah. Like I'm supposed to be watching the Bears practice squad versus the Lions practice squad. Let's just get it over <laughs> with. I don't. I, I don't want to have to watch two more of these games. But anyway, um, I guess we're we're getting short on time. Do you have any thoughts on Bears Lions whatsoever?
0: Bear. Bears-Giants. Bears-Giants, yeah, so. yeah. So, But I think that's pretty much the same. <laughs> yeah. Actually, the Lions probably been playing better than I think either, the Lions either, either, either team. Th- I think the Lions would beat the Giants right Yeah, now. I think so too. The Giants have lost like four games in a row by like 30 points. Oh man. Like, yeah. uh, well, it's something when your quarterback goes 6 of 17 for 24 yards. Yeah. I <laughs> was like, how is
1: that even possible? That's a Bears stat line right there. Uh,
0: so, yeah, I mean, um, I think that the Bears certainly are uh capable of winning the game um they did uh get a boost a confidence boost out of uh, that win on the road in Seattle which if you do look at at its face value that is still a good win right um and uh I think that they'll um I think they're gonna perform fairly well uh it, it Obviously, they're playing against a terrible team, and uh, the quarterback is just as terrible as they come. So I don't, I don't see, uh, I, I don't see bad things. I see good things. I think, um, uh, I think, I think you see a Bears victory. Who, who, who's starting for the Bears? Yeah, they've been. Who, who do you think?
1: Uh, I, I, I think Fields. I think Fields is going to play. Really? Yeah.
0: See, I, think it's, I think it's, um, it's going to be Red Rocket. I mean, <laughs> we were talking about inspiration, weren't we? Yeah.
1: Wouldn't it be something if Ryan Pace's last game at Soldier Field is Andy Dalton versus Mike Glennon? How <laughs> right. how, how how fitting! Right. right. What what a
0: fitting end to a tenure. Wow, that's kind of a depressing thought. Yeah. But um, no, I I think uh, I do think they win. I I hope actually I. I I'm torn on fields because I just don't want to see him get hurt this last two games. I want to watch him play um, because I want him to get that experience. But the ultimate nightmare would be that he gets a bad injury in one of the last two games and has to spend the entire off season and in rehab. And, you know, we have to go through the whole thing with training camp and the preseason isn't going to play. I just, what I'd like to see instead is us ease into the offseason, um, they they don't mess around. They go figure out the coaching situation so they can bring that guy in and he can immediately start working with the kid. Because we've said it before and we'll keep saying it, that's the, that's the key component to everything right now is one, is number one. That's what we want to see. That's what Bears fans have been waiting decades to see. That's still what we want to see.
1: I'm with you. Yeah, actually. I mean, if if he is injured at all, I would prefer he sits. I might honestly prefer he sits anyway. Because, right. Like you said, what's the point other than getting some experience? But I don't know how valuable the experience is with Matt Nagy coaching against the Giants. I mean, the Giants, honestly, you know, as bat, And I can't believe I'm actually analyzing this game. But <laughs> the, the Giants' defense will be the best unit on the field by far, honestly. Right. I mean, the Giants' offense is terrible. The Bears are terrible on both sides of the ball. So the the Giants, I, I think, probably have a shot here. I, I think they do get after the quarterback a little bit. So, like you said, right, you'd hate to see uh, injury. But, you know, I don't know. I mean, we're going to see what happens. He might not play.
0: He might. We'll, we'll find out. I, I I think Fields probably sits this week. But, um, you know, we... We 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 don't we definitely don't know when it comes to this organization. Well, that's about uh, that's our time for this week. And uh, thanks again for joining us. I'm Thomas. I'm Jim. Thanks for and, listening. Uh, and join us next week on Bear Scat after uh, Go Bears. Yeah, we
1: got one more episode during the season, and then we move on to bigger and better things. So, <laughs> thanks again for listening, everybody. Go Bears!
0: Thanks.